0: You have not to do with the weak but with a mighty enemy and therefore you had need to look to it that your weapons are mighty and that they cannot be unless they are spiritual. Carnal weapons have no might nor spirit in them towards the making of a conquest upon Satan. Footnote We read of many that out of greatness of spirit could offer violence to nature but were at a loss when they came to deal with a corruption or a temptation. Heraclitus' matter was, It is God that gives victory, and that should be every Christian's motto. End of footnote. It was not David's sling nor stone that gave him the honor and advantage of setting his feet upon Goliath, but his faith in the name of the Lord of hosts. Thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield, but I am come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. 1 Samuel 17:45. He that fights against Satan in the strength of his own resolutions, constitution, or education, will certainly fly and fall before him. Satan will be too hard for such a soul and lead him captive at his pleasure. The only way to stand, conquer, and triumph is still to plead, it is written, as Christ did. Matthew 4.10 There is no sword but the two-edged sword of the Spirit that will be found to be metal of proof when a soul comes to engage against Satan. Therefore, when you are tempted to uncleanness, plead. It is written, Be ye holy as I am holy. 1 Peter 1.16 And let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of the Lord. 2 Corinthians 7.1 If he tempts you to distrust God's providence and fatherly care of you, plead, it is written, They that fear the Lord shall want nothing that is good. Psalm 34.9 It is written, The Lord will give grace and glory, and no good thing will he withhold from them that purely live. Psalm 84.11 If he tempts you to fear that you shall faint and fall, and never be able to run to the end of the race that is set before you, plead, it is written, The righteous shall hold on his way, and he that hath clean hands shall be stronger and stronger. Job 17.9 It is written, I will make an everlasting covenant with them, that I will not turn away from them to do them good, but I will put my fear in their hearts, that they may not depart from me. Jeremiah thirty two It is written, They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Isaiah forty thirty one. If Satan tempt you to think that because your sun for the present is set in a cloud, that therefore it will rise no more, and that the face of God will shine no more upon you, that your best days are now at an end, and that you must spend all your time in sorrow and sighing, plead, it is written, He will turn again, He will have compassion upon us, and cast all our sins into the depths of the sea. Micah 7.19 It is written, For a small moment have I forsaken thee, but with great mercies will I gather thee. In a little wrath I hid my face from thee for a moment, but with everlasting kindness will I have mercy on thee saith the Lord thy Redeemer. Isaiah 54, verses 7, 8, and 10. It is written, The mountains shall depart, and the hills be removed. But my kindness shall not depart from thee, neither shall the covenant of my peace be removed, saith the Lord that hath mercy on thee. It is written, Can a woman forget her sucking child, that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb? Yea, they may forget yet will I not forget thee. Behold, I have graven thee upon the palms of my hands. Thy walls are continually before me. Isaiah 49, verses 15 and 16. If ever you would be too hard for Satan, and after all his assaults have your bow abide in strength, then take to you the word of God, which is the two-edged sword of the Spirit, and the shield of faith, whereby you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the devil. Ephesians 6.17 It is not spitting at Satan's name, nor crossing yourselves, nor leaning to your own resolutions that will get you the glory. Luther reports of Stapitius, a German minister, that he acknowledged himself that before he came to understand aright, the free and powerful grace of God, He vowed and resolved a hundred times against some particular sin and never could get power over it. At last he saw the reason to be his trusting in his own resolution. Therefore, be skillful in the word of righteousness and in the actings of faith upon Christ and his victory and that crown of glory that is set before you and Satan will certainly fly from you. James 4, 7 Proposition 5 The fifth proposition is that we may read much of Satan's nature and disposition by the diverse names and epithets that are given him in the scripture. Sometimes he is called behemoth whereby the greatness and brutishness of the devil is figured. Job 40, 15 Those evil spirits are sometimes called accusers for their calumnies and slanders and evil ones for their malice. Satan is adversarious, an adversary, that troubleth and molesteth. First Peter 5.8 Abandon is a destroyer. Revelation 9.11 They are tempters for their suggestion, lions for their devouring, dragons for their cruelty, and serpents for their subtlety. As his names are, so is he. As faith answers to faith, So do Satan's names answer to his nature. He hath the worst names and the worst nature of all created creatures. Proposition 6 The sixth proposition is that God will shortly tread down Satan under the saint's feet. Christ our champion hath already won the field and will shortly set our feet upon the necks of our spiritual enemies. Satan is a foiled adversary. Christ hath led him captive and triumphed over him upon the cross. Christ hath already overcome him and put weapons into your hands that you may overcome him also and set your feet upon his neck. Though Satan be like a roaring lion, yet Christ, who is the lion of the tribe of Judah, will make Satan fly and fall before you. Let Satan do his worst, yet you shall have the honor and the happiness to triumph over him. Footnote Romans 16:20. The Greek word signifies to break or crush a thing to pieces. Being applied to the feet, it noteth that breaking or crushing which is by stamping upon a thing. End the footnote. Cheer up, you precious sons of Zion, for the certainty and sweetness of victory will abundantly recompense you for all the pains you have taken in making resistance against Satan's temptations. The broken horns of Satan shall be trumpets of our triumph and the cornets of our joy five reasons of the point now I shall come to the reasons of the point and so draw to a close reason one the first reason is that their hearts may be kept in an humble praying watching frame oh hath Satan so many devices to ensnare and undo the souls of men how should this awaken dull drowsy souls and make them stand upon their watch A saint should be like a seraphim, beset all over with eyes and lights, that he may avoid Satan's snares, and stand fast in the hour of temptation. The Lord hath in the scripture discovered the several snares, plots, and devices, that the devil hath to undo the souls of men, that so, being forewarned, they may be forearmed, that they may be always upon their watchtower, and hold their weapons in their hands, as the Jews did in Nehemiah's time. Footnote: The philosopher had a ball of brass in his hand. If he chanced to sleep, it fell into a basin and awakened him to his studies. You are wise and know how to apply it. End of footnote. Reason 2 The second reason is from that malice, envy, and enmity that is in Satan against the souls of men. Satan is full of envy and enmity, and that makes him very studious to suit his snares and plots to the tempers, constitutions, fancies, and callings of men, that so he may make them as miserable as himself. Footnote Malice cares not what it saith or doeth, so it may kill or gall. And the footnote The Russians are so malicious that you shall have a man hide some of his own goods in the house of him whom he hateth and then accuse him for the stealing of them. Footnote. An envious heart and plotting head are inseparable companions. And the footnote. So doth Satan, out of malice to the souls of men, hide his goods, his wares, as I may say, in the souls of men, and then go and accuse them before the Lord. And a thousand thousand other ways Satan's malice envy and enmity puts him upon eternally to undo the precious souls of men reason three the third reason is drawn from that long experience that Satan hath had he is a spirit of mighty abilities and his abilities to lay snares before us are mightily increased by that long-standing of his he is a spirit of above five thousand years standing He hath had time enough to study all those ways and methods which tend most to ensnare and undo the souls of men. And as he hath time enough, so he hath made it his whole study, his only study, his constant study, to find out snares, depths, and stratagems to entangle and overthrow the souls of men. When he was but a young serpent, he did easily deceive and outwit our first parents. Genesis 3. But now he is grown that old serpent as John speaks. Revelation 12.9 He is as old as the world and is grown very cunning by experience. Reason 4 The fourth reason is in judgment to the men of the world that they may stumble and fall and be ensnared forever. Wicked men that withstand the offers of mercy and despise the spirit of grace that will not open, though God knocks ever so hard by his word and rod, by his spirit and conscience, are given up by a hand of justice to be hardened, deceived, and ensnared by Satan to their everlasting ruin. 1 Kings 22, 23 And what can be more just than that they should be taken and charmed with Satan's wiles, who have frequently refused to be charmed by the spirit of grace, though he hath charmed never so wisely and never so sweetly. Reason 5 The fifth reason that the excellency and power of God's grace may be more illustrated and manifested by making men able to grapple with this mighty adversary and that notwithstanding all the plots, devices, and stratagems of Satan, yet he will make them victorious here and crown them with glory hereafter. The greater and the subtler the enemies of the children of Israel were, the more did divine power, wisdom, and goodness sparkle and shine, and that notwithstanding all their power, plots, and stratagems, yet to Canaan he would bring them at last. When Paul had weighed this, he sits down and glories in his infirmities and distresses and Satan's buffetings, that the power of Christ might rest upon him. 2 Corinthians 12 verses 7-9 through nine. Part 4 Conclusion Chiefly Ten Special Helps and Rules Against Satan's Devices The Use of the Point If Satan hath such a world of devices and stratagems to ensnare and undo the souls of men, then instead of wondering that so few are saved sit down and wonder that any are saved that any escape the snares of this cunning fowler who spreads his nets and casts forth his baits in all places, in all cases, and companies. But this is not the main thing that I intend to speak to. My main business shall be to set before you some special rules and helps against all his devices. The first help. If you would not be taken by any of Satan's devices, then walk by rule. He that walks by rule, walks most safely. He that walks by rule walks most honorably. He that walks by rule walks most sweetly. When men throw off the word, then God throws off them, and then Satan takes them by the hand and leads them into snares at his pleasure. He that thinks himself too good to be ruled by the word will be found too bad to be owned by God. And if God do not or will not own him, Satan will by his stratagems overthrow him. Them that keep to the rule, they shall be kept in the hour of temptation. Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world, to try them that dwell upon the earth. Revelation 3.10 The second help. As you would not be taken with any of Satan's devices, Take heed of vexing and grieving of the Holy Spirit of God. Footnote. The Divine Spirit is a very tender thing. If you grieve him, he will certainly grieve and vex your precious souls. Lamentations 1.16 End of footnote. It is the Spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ that is best able to discover Satan's snares against us. It is only he that can point out all his plots and discover all his methods and enable men to escape those pits that he hath digged for their precious souls. Ah, if you set that sweet and blessed spirit a morning, who alone can secure you from Satan's depths? By whom will you be secured? Man is a weak creature, and no way able to discover Satan's snares, nor to avoid them, unless the Spirit of the Lord gives skill and power. Therefore, whoever be grieved... Be sure the Spirit be not grieved by your enormities, nor by your refusing the cordials and comforts that he sets before you, nor by slighting and despising his gracious actings in others, nor by calling sincerity hypocrisy and faith fancy, nor by fathering those things upon the Spirit that are the brats and fruits of your own hearts. The Spirit of the Lord is your Counselor, your Comforter, your Upholder, your Strengthener. It is only the Spirit that makes a man too great for Satan to conquer. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. 1 John 4.4 4. The third help. If you would not be taken with any of Satan's devices, then labor for more heavenly wisdom. Footnote. If men could but see the fair face of wisdom with mortal eyes, they would be in love with her, saith Plato. End of footnotes. Ah, souls, you are much in the dark. You have but a little to that others have, and to that you might have had, had you not been wanting to yourselves. There are many knowing souls, but there are but a few wise souls. There is oftentimes a great deal of knowledge. Where there is but a little wisdom to improve that knowledge. Knowledge without wisdom is like metal in a blind horse, which often is an occasion of the rider's fall and of his bones being jostled against the wall. It is not the most knowing Christian, but the most wise Christian, that sees, avoids, and escapes Satan's snares. The way of life is above to the wise, saith Solomon, that he may depart from hell beneath. Proverbs 15.24 Heavenly wisdom makes a man delight to fly high, and the higher any man flies, the more he is out of the reach of Satan's snares. Footnote A serpent's eye is a singular ornament in a dove's head. End of footnote Ah, souls, you have need of a great deal of heavenly wisdom to see where and how Satan lays his baits and snares and wisdom to find out proper remedies against his devices, and wisdom to apply those remedies seasonably, inwardly, and effectually to your own hearts, that so you may avoid the snares with which that evil one hath laid for your precious souls. The fourth help. If you would not be taken with any of Satan's devices, then make present resistance against Satan's first motions. It is safe to resist... It is dangerous to dispute. Eve disputes and falls in paradise. Genesis 3. Job resists and conquers upon the dunghill. He that will play with Satan's bait will quickly be taken with Satan's hook. The promise of conquest is made over to resisting, not to disputing. Resist the devil and he will fly from you. James 4.7 Ah souls, were you better at resisting than at disputing? Though haply you were not very expert at either, your temptations would be fewer and your strength to stand would be greater than now it is. The fifth help. If you would not be taken with any of Satan's devices, then labor to be filled with the Spirit. The Spirit of the Lord is a Spirit of light and power. And what can a soul do without light and power against spiritual wickedness in high places? Ephesians 6.12 It is not enough that you have the Spirit, but you must be filled with the Spirit, or else Satan, that evil spirit, will be too hard for you, and his plots will prosper against you. That is a sweet word of the Apostle, Be filled with the Spirit, Ephesians 5.18, that is labor for abundance of the Spirit. Footnote, Be filled with the Spirit, as the sails of a ship are filled with wind. End of footnote. He that thinks he hath enough of the Holy Spirit will quickly find himself vanquished by the evil spirit. Satan hath his snares to take you in prosperity and adversity, in health and sickness, in strength and weakness, when you are alone and when you are in company, when you come unto spiritual duties and when you come off from spiritual duties. And if you are not filled with the spirit, Satan will be too hard and too crafty for you, and will easily and frequently take you in his snares and make a prey of you in spite of your souls. Therefore, labor more to have your hearts filled with the Spirit than to have your heads filled with notions, your shops with wares, your chests with silver, or your bags with gold. So shall you escape the snares of this fowler and triumph over all his plots. Footnote Luther saith, a holy gluttony is to lay on to feed hard and to fetch hearty draughts till they be even drunk with love and with the abundance of the spirit. Oh that there were more such holy gluttony in the world. End of footnote. The sixth help. If you would not be taken in any of Satan's snares then keep humble. A humble heart will rather lie in the dust than rise by wickedness and sooner part withal than the peace of a good conscience. Humility keeps the soul free from many darts of Satan's casting and snares of his spreading, as the low shrubs are free from many violent gusts and blasts of wind which shake and rend the taller trees. The devil hath least power to fasten a temptation on him that is most humble. He that hath a gracious measure of humility is neither affected with Satan's proffers, nor terrified with his threatenings. Footnote. It is reported of Satan that he should say thus of a learned man, Thou dost always overcome me. When I would exalt and promote thee, thou keepest thyself in humility. And when I would overthrow thee down, thou liftest up thyself in assurance of faith. End of footnote. I have read of one who seeing in a vision many snares of the devil spread upon the earth he sat down and mourned and said in himself who shall pass through these whereupon he heard a voice answering humility shall God hath said that he will teach the humble and that he will dwell with the humble and that he will fill and satisfy the humble and if the teachings of God the indwellings of God if the pourings in of God will not keep the soul from falling into Satan's snares. I do not know what will. And therefore, as you would be happy in resisting Satan, and blessed in triumphing over Satan and all his snares, keep humble, I say again, keep humble. The seventh help. If you would not be taken away in any of Satan's snares, then keep a strong, close, and constant watch. First Thessalonians 5, 6 Footnote we must not be like a grip of dormouse that would not awake till cast into boiling lead. End of footnote. A secure soul is already an ensnared soul. That soul that will not watch against temptations will certainly fall before the power of temptations. Satan works most strongly on the fancy when the soul is drowsy. The soul's security is Satan's opportunity to fall upon the soul and to spoil the soul as Joshua did the men of Ai. The best way to be safe and secure from all Satan's assaults is, with Nehemiah and the Jews, to watch and pray, and pray and watch. By this means they became too hard for their enemies, and the work of the Lord did prosper sweetly in their hands. Remember how Christ chied his sluggish disciples? What, could you not watch with me one hour? What, can you not watch with me? How will you then die with me? If you cannot endure words, how will you endure wounds? Satan always keeps a crafty and malicious watch, seeking whom he may devour, or whom he may drink or sip up, as the Apostle speaks in First Peter 5.8. Satan is very envious at our condition that we should enjoy that paradise out of which he is cast, and out of which he shall be kept forever. Shall Satan keep a crafty watch, and shall not Christians keep a holy spiritual watch? Footnote Hannibal never rested, whether he did conquer or was conquered. It is so with Satan. Learn, for shame of the devil, said blessed Latimer, to watch, seeing the devil is so watchful. And of footnote Our whole life is beset with temptations. Satan watches all opportunities to break our peace, to wound our consciences, to lessen our comforts, to impair our graces, to slur our evidences, and to dampen our assurances. Or what need then have we to be always upon our watchtower, lest we be surprised by this subtle serpent? Watchfulness includes awaking, rousing up of the soul. It is a continual careful observing of our hearts and ways in all the turnings of our lives that we still keep close to God and His Word. Watchfulness is nothing else but the soul running up and down to and fro, busy everywhere. It is the heart busied and employed with diligent observation of what comes from within us and of what comes from without us and into us. Ah souls, you are no longer safe and secure than when you are upon your watch. While Antipater kept the watch Alexander was safe and while we keep a strict watch we are safe. A watchful soul is a soul upon the wing, a soul out of gunshot, a soul upon a rock, a soul in a castle, a soul above the clouds, a soul held fast in everlasting arms. I shall conclude this seventh head with this advice. Remember the dragon is subtle and bites the elephant's ear and then sucks his blood because he knows that to be the only place which the elephant cannot reach with his trunk to defend. So our enemies are so subtle that they will bite us and strike us where they may most mischief us and therefore it doth very much concern us to stand always upon our guard. The Eighth Help If you would not be taken with any of Satan's snares and devices then keep up your communion with God. Footnote The words are very significant in the original 1 Corinthians 6.19 There are two ends, as though God could never have near enough communion with them. End of footnote. Your strength to stand and withstand Satan's fiery darts is from your communion with God. A soul high in communion with God may be tempted, but will not easily be conquered. Such a soul will fight it out to the death. Communion with God furnisheth the soul with the greatest and the choicest arguments to withstand Satan's temptations. Communion is the result of union. Communion is a reciprocal exchange between Christ and a gracious soul. Communion is Jacob's ladder where you have Christ sweetly coming down into the soul and the soul, by divine influences, sweetly ascending up to Christ. Communion with Christ is very inflaming raising and strengthening while Samson kept up his communion with God no enemy could stand before him but he goes on conquering and to conquer but when he was fallen in his communion with God he quickly falls before the plots of his enemies it will be so with your souls so long as your communion with God is kept up you will be too hard for spiritual wickedness in high places but if you fall from your communion with God You will fall, as others, before the face of every temptation. Footnote. The sea ebbs and flows, the moon increases and decreases. So it is with saints in their communion with God. Plutarch tells of Eutychus that he would be willing to be burnt up presently by the sun so he might be admitted to come so near it as to learn the nature of it. What? Should not we be content to suffer for the keeping up communion with Christ? End of footnote. David, so long as he kept up his communion with God, he stands and triumphs over all his enemies. But when he was fallen in his communion with God, then he falls before the enemies that were in his own bosom and flies before those that pursued after his life. It will be so with your souls if you do not keep up your communion with God. Job keeps up his communion with God and conquers Satan upon the dunghill. hill. Adam loses his communion with God and is conquered by Satan in paradise. Communion with God is a shield upon land as well as an anchor at sea. It is a sword to defend you as well as a staff to support you. Therefore, keep up your communion. The Ninth Help If you would not be taken in any of Satan's snares, then engage not against Satan in your own strength, but be every day drawing new virtue and strength from the Lord Jesus. Footnote. There is a remarkable saying of Moses, God is my strength and my praise and my salvation, all in the abstract. It is but, Look up and live, look unto me and be saved from the ends of the earth. End of footnote. Certainly that soul that engages against any old or new temptation without new strength, new influences from on high, will fall before the power of that temptation. You may see this in Peter. He rested upon some old received strength. Though all men should deny thee, yet will not I. Matthew 26.35 And therefore he falls sadly before a new temptation. He curses and swears and denies him thrice, that had thrice appeared gloriously to him. Ah souls, when the snare is spread, look up to Jesus Christ, who is lifted up in the gospel, as the brazen serpent was in the wilderness, and say to him, Dear Lord, here is a new snare laid to catch my soul, and grace formerly received, without fresh supplies from thy blessed bosom, will not deliver me from this snare. O oh, give me new strength, new power, new influences, new measures of grace that so I may escape the snares. Ah, souls, remember this, that your strength to stand and overcome must not be expected from graces received, but from the fresh and renewed influences of heaven. Footnote John 15:5. Separate from me or apart from me ye can do nothing. End of footnote. You must lean more upon Christ than upon your duties. You must lean more upon Christ than upon your spiritual tastes and discoveries. You must lean more upon Christ than upon your graces, or else Satan will lead you into captivity. The tenth help. If you would not be taken in any of Satan's snares, then be much in prayer. Prayer is a shelter to the soul, a sacrifice to God, and a scourge to the devil. David's heart was oft more out of tune than his harp. He prays, and then in spite of the devil cries, Return unto thy rest, O my soul. Prayer is the gate of heaven, a key to let us into paradise. There is nothing that renders plots fruitless like prayer. Therefore saith Christ, Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. Matthew 26:41 you must watch and pray and pray and watch if you would not enter into temptation. Footnote It was said of Charles the Great that he speak more with God than with men. Ah, that I could say so of the Christians in our days. And of footnote When Sennacherib and Haman had laid plots and snares to have destroyed the Jews, they prayed and their souls were delivered and Sennacherib and Haman destroyed. David had many snares laid for him and this puts him upon prayer. Keep me, saith he, from the snares which they have laid for me, and the gins of the workers of iniquity. Let the wicked fall into their own nets, while that I escape. Psalm 141, verses 9 and 10 The proud, saith he, have hid a snare for me, and cords. They have spread a net by the wayside, they have set gins for me. Selah I said unto the Lord, Thou art my God, Hear the voice of my supplication, O Lord. Psalm 140, verses 5 and 6 Saul and many others had laid snares for David, and this puts him upon prayer, and so the snares are broken, and he is delivered. Footnote O Lord, saith Bernard, I never go away from thee without thee. Let us, saith Basil, with a holy impudence, make God ashamed that he cannot look us in the face, If he do deny our importunity Jacob like I will not let thee go Unless thou bless me End of footnote Ah souls Take words to yourselves And tell God that Satan Hath spread his snares In all places And in all companies Tell God that he digs deep And that he hath plot upon plot And device upon device And all to undo you Tell God that you have Neither skill nor power To escape his snares Tell God that it is a work too high and too hard for any created creature to work your deliverance unless he put under his own everlasting arms. Tell God how his honor is engaged to stand by you and to bring you off that you be not ruined by his plots. Tell God how the wicked would triumph if you should fall into Satan's snares. Tell God of the love of Christ of the blood of Christ and of the intercession of Christ for you that a way may be found for your escape. Tell God that if he will make it his honor to save you from falling into Satan's snares, you will make it your glory to speak of his goodness and live out his kindness. Christians must do as Dallas, that when he could not escape by a way upon earth, went by a way of heaven, and that is the way of prayer, which is the only way left to escape Satan's snares. Use The next use is a use of thankfulness to those that escape Satan's snares that are not taken by him at his will. Ah, Christians, it stands upon you with that princely prophet David to call upon your souls and say, Bless the Lord, O our souls, and all that is within us, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O our souls, and forget not all his benefits. Psalm 103, verses 1 and 2 who hath not given us to be a prey to Satan and to be ensnared by those snares that he hath laid for our souls. The sense of this great favor did work up David's heart to praises. Blessed be the Lord, saith he, who hath not given us a prey to their teeth. Our soul is escaped as a bird out of the snares of the fowlers. The snare is broken, and we are escaped. Psalm 124, 7 Ah, Christians, remember that the greatest part of the world yea, the greatest part of professors are taken in Satan's snares. Can you think seriously of this and not blush to be unthankful? What are you better than others? And what have ye deserved of God or done for God more than others that you should by the help of a divine hand escape the snares when others are taken and held in the snares of the devil to their eternal overthrow? Will you be thankful for the escaping the snares that men spread for your lives or estates and will you not be much more thankful for escaping those snares that Satan hath laid for your precious souls? Psalm 71:14. Footnote: The ancients used to say, "Say a man is unthankful, and say he is anything." Psalm 71:14. I will yet praise thee more and more. In the original, it is, "I will add to thy praise." The stork is said to leave one of her young ones where she hatches them and the elephant to turn up the first sprig toward heaven when he cometh to feed, out of some instinct of gratitude. Ah, souls, that these may not bear witness against you in the day of Christ. End of footnote. Remember this, that deliverance from Satan's snares doth carry with it the clearest and the greatest evidence of the soul and heart of God to be towards us, many a man by a common hand of providence escapes many a snare that man hath laid for him but yet escapes not the snares that Satan hath laid for him Saul and Judas and Demas doubtless escaped many snares that men had laid for them but none of them escaped the snares that the devil had laid for them many men are lifted up above the snares of men by a common hand of providence that are left to fall into the snares of the devil by a hand of justice your deliverance from Satan's snares is the fruit of special love. Can you thus look upon it and not be thankful, O precious soul? I judge not. Use The last use of this point is to bespeak Christians to long to be at home. Footnote Augustine wished that he might have seen three things Rome flourishing Paul preaching and Christ conversing with men upon the earth. Biddy comes after And correcting this last wish, saith, Yea, but let me see the king in his beauty, Christ in his heavenly kingdom. End of footnote. Oh, long to be in the bosom of Christ, long to be in the land of Canaan, for this world, this wilderness, is full of snares, and all employments are full of snares, and all enjoyments are full of snares. In civil things Satan hath his snares to entrap us, and in spiritual things Satan hath his snares to catch us. All places are full of snares, city and country, shop and closet, sea and land, and all our mercies are surrounded with snares. There are snares about our tables and snares about our beds. Yea, Satan is so powerful and subtle that he will oftentimes make our greatest, nearest, and dearest mercies to become our greatest snares. Sometimes he will make the wife that lies in the bosom to be a snare to a man, as Samson's was and as Job's was. Sometimes he will make the child to be a snare, as Absalom was and Eli's sons were. Sometimes he will make the servant to be a snare, as Joseph was to his mistress. Ah souls, Satan is so cunning and artful that he can turn your cups into snares and your clothes into snares and your houses into snares and your gardens into snares and all your recreations into snares. And oh how should the consideration of these things work all your souls to say with the church, make haste my beloved, and be like a roe or a young heart upon the mountain of spices, and to love and look and long for the coming of Christ Canticles eight fourteen. Shall the espoused maid long for the marriage day, the servant for his freedom, the captive for his ransom, the traveller for his inn, and the mariner for his harbour and shall not the people of the Lord long much more to be in the bosom of Christ? There be nothing below the bosom of Christ that is not surrounded with Satan's snares. Philippians 1.23 and 2 Corinthians 5, verses 2 and 4 What Paul once spake of bonds and afflictions, that they attended him in every place, Acts 20.23 That may all the saints say of Satan's snares, that they attend them in every place, which should cause them to cry out, Let us go hence, let us go hence, and to say with Monica, Augustine's mother, What do we hear? Why depart we not hence? Why fly we no swifter? Ah, souls! So you are taken up into the bosom of Christ. Your comforts will not be full, pure, and constant. Till then Satan will still be thumping of you and spreading snares to entangle you. Therefore you should always be crying out with the church, Come, Lord Jesus, Revelation 22:20, 20. is not Christ the star of Jacob that giveth light to them that are in darkness? That Prince of Peace who brings the olive branch to souls that are perplexed? Is not the greatest worth and wealth in Him? Are not the petty excellencies and perfections of all created creatures epitomized in Him? Is not He the crown of crowns, the glory of glories, and the heaven of heavens? O then be still a longing after a full, clear, and constant enjoyment of Christ in heaven. For till then, Satan will still have plots and designs upon you. He acts by an untired power and will never let you rest till you are taken up to an everlasting rest in the bosom of Christ. This is the end of the book.
1: This Reformation audio track is a production of Stillwater's Revival Books.